you found your way back to our little show. We're so glad that you made it. We hope you're excited for two fabulous dramas because that's exactly what we are serving up for you today. To begin things, we head to the Gene Frankel Theater to see the play Constellations. I've been wanting to see the show since it was at Manhattan Theater Club Samuel Friedman Theater with Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Yeah. And I haven't read the play, so this was cool. I was like, I just know bits and pieces of it. This was a really well-written show. The fantastic idea of multiple universes and possibilities. Um, It's a play about different outcomes. So there was a lot of repetitiveness. Okay. So you'd have a you'd have a short scene of like six lines, but then a repeat, and it, and and different intentions. Okay, so it's kind of like a Meisner exercise exactly. where you're like saying the same thing over and over. But again. there's like a different inflection, and and you might go down one path and see that outcome, and then you come back and you go down the other path, and it's the idea the and it's based on because the the actress is uh, an astrophysicist, and it's based on the idea that. There's an infinite number of possibilities, and we're actually in universes in that. And so the you here is different from a you in a different universe, and it's based on the decision you make. So, you know, you come up to a, a, a T in the road, and you choose to go right, but in another dimension, another time, or universe, whatever, the other person went left. And from there, it splits off into infinite, you know, overwhelming brain. But yeah, and so that's kind of the road we went down. With the show, and it's brilliant how it does that. The set was simple. There was a raised octagon in the middle, and and like a curtain with lights in the back to look like stars. That okay. Was it. Um, uh, uh, the lighting was brilliant with dangling light bulbs in the background, symbolizing stars that would change with each different scene or scenario, which was great. Acting was really well done. Um, which I loved. Um, the actress was from Italy, um, yeah, Italy, and 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 the actor was really really great. In fact, um, I got to meet them afterwards, and they were fabulous. Um, there was a real deep connection between the two actors, which made that story feel just that much more real. You know, when you see two actors that have a really deep, just solid connection, mm-hmm. you really get sucked in, and especially if the the story doesn't go. A happy place because this also deals with Alzheimer's, early onset Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. And so you're just like, my heart is breaking, and it and it deals with um, assisted suicide and things like that. Oh, so wow. you really there's some heavy stuff here, and it's like, oh my god, you know, just a fabulous and simple, wonderful show. I'm so glad I saw it. Sadly, the show closed on April twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. Rounding out this show, we head to the Long Anchor Theater to see the most recent revival of, trigger warning, Macbeth. I think we're okay to say it because we're not in a theater. Right, but but here's what I want to know is people who are listening to this, what if they're listening to you it can, in a theater? You can, you can hear it, you can't say it. Okay. 
I just know a lot of people take it really seriously. You can hear it, you just can't say it. Okay. So, hey, you got to see the show. I did get to see this show. That happened. Uh, it was a really, really fabulous production. Uh, a great reimagining of a classic tale. Yeah, I mean, the the nice thing was is it gave us all the elements that we were expecting from Macbeth. Um, like, when you walk into the theater, uh, there's already things happening on the stage. Um and a lot of that comes from there was a uh, there was a note with the program um, from the dramaturgs um, that basically was like you know back when Shakespeare was you know performing and his scripts were being done like as he was writing them things were very fluid in the theater because there was a lot of imagination used so a lot of modern theater um, that does Shakespeare kind of to mimic that creates busyness on stage that just feels very natural. So when you walked into the theater, you could tell right away who were the witches, who were the soldiers, who was Macbeth and Lady Macbeth, um, which I thought was really awesome because it wasn't like their costume stood out, what they were doing and where they were standing on stage. Well, we didn't meet, I'll say, the leads until closer to curtain. They didn't. Correct. But uh, you're right. We came out and the witches were there. What I love is this is a modernized version of it. So the witches are there cooking so on think... like like a, a hot plate, like electric stovetop thing that like you see on TikTok. And they're listening to like a podcast kitchen cooking thing. And they're cooking something mm-hmm. before. Now... And it's, it's very clever. And you just watch them and you're like... Okay, they're being very homey, and it's not until after there's this like modern talk from I couldn't remember what character it was, and then you see the guy get hoisted up, and we're not going to give it away yet. Anything else like that? But that it's the play, Macbeth, so you know. Well, that it's I didn't be. know that it started that way as a thing. Okay, well, because there are a lot of different revisions, and so you get into. I mean, Shakespeare can be tricky because people get really particular they're like originalist with the script where you don't change the order of the script and then there's a lot of people who change it 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 was surprising and enticing for me that's why i don't want to give away but when that scene with the hoisting up happened that's to me where we entered the play like full on until then it was like okay like uh, it was pleasant and then it was like oh yeah it's Macbeth, like Mm-hmm. This is where the fun stops. And really, what were those witches making? This was not fun. Like, we're making a casserole. How long until they put cream cheese in? Like, they were not making... This was not them making a jambalaya. They were making the brew for something. So, before you get too far into that, there is one thing I want to say. Um, I'm currently reading a book called um, Witches... Uh, Witch, Witch Slut Feminist. Um, and it talks about how all three of those things are combined and where that has led um, just the idea of women through history. And I think that Macbeth plays a large role in this area. And it ties into the speech that was given before the show officially started, um, which was that King... King William. King William was terrified of witches and they blamed witches for everything that happened was it king edward i think it's king edward the first actually i don't remember one of the kings because edward the first because i'm pretty sure wouldn't it have been james oh yeah james the first sorry james the first because it had Anne, Anne of yeah 
James the First. So James the First was terrified of witches. They blame he blamed witches for every bad thing that happened. Yes. Um, and this book makes that same argument that witches were the easy scapegoat for things that went bad because these were women of knowledge and they were viewed as a threat. Um, which we could get into the semantics of that. Well, when we, when we do the full episode on this, I the beginning does make them seem that way, but the rest of the show is like, oh. But I wow. have some correlations to this show yes. that I would want to make towards that, but this episode is going to be way too long if I do that. Right. This was a very industrial way of telling the story. This was not your traditional play. This had a lot of handheld lights and fog machines and things like that. This is very... And when I say industrial, think like brick walls and metal piping and fences like it was being done in like an abandoned warehouse almost. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by industrial. Um, it was a powerful performance. There's lots of blood. Be prepared. Mm -hmm. But I, obviously not real blood. I, I had a good time like watching it and being like, I know how that's done. Mm -hmm. I know how that's done, because of having done Sweeney Todd with the tubs of blood. Mm -hmm. um, this was a mixed gendered casting. Um, so there were still some traditional gender casting, but there oh, was also some not... Banquo was Amber Gray. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and they changed the pronouns in the script to adequately match right. what was being said, um, which I think told a different story. Um, one that was... Uh, very much like men and women were equal, which I appreciated. It made the story um, just make make sense as a as an event that happens and the nature of power rather than a commentary on uh, men and women, which I appreciate. Yes. It also had beautiful and shocking music, which the anyone music out there, go look up the person that composed it and how they did it. It's a very fascinating story. NPR did a great story on them. Um, of course, it has amazing language and the understanding of the language is great. To me, with Shakespeare, and I, this has been embedded in me since my my favorite theater teacher, Mrs. Adams, and her husband, John Adams, who mastered Shakespeare. The key to Shakespeare is, as an audience member, you don't have to be a master of Shakespeare. But as a performer, you do. Because if you have no idea what you're saying, the audience isn't going to know what you're saying. That's the beauty of Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. You don't have to entirely understand the exact words. But if the actor knows what he's saying, or excuse me, they're saying, the audience knows exactly what they're saying. Um, so I love that. And, and, and speaking of understanding the language and that, Malcolm, the performer playing Malcolm was incredible. But even more incredible. Listen, guys. Daniel Craig was great. And Daniel Craig is the name that's alluring audiences to buy the tickets to see it. And he's great. Don't get me wrong. His mastery of Shakespeare is wonderful. All of that. You know. He started with the slow burn and then it really went to a full explosion. And all the fighting was amazing. But the reason you go to see this show is Ruth Nega as Lady Macbeth. I could mm -hmm. watch her for days. The way she delivered that role... The highs and lows, just everything. She I, was so I good. I really appreciated her take on Lady Macbeth because it made the character real. It wasn't a characterization of a woman. She was a physical eye. The way she spoke, it was like a snake. It mm -hmm. honestly was like a snake. It was so manipulative. 
it was that manipulation in the best way that you were like, oh, you are so evil and I want you to keep going. Because you know, what I loved is she knew that as a woman in this time, she had no power, but she had all the power at the same. When we as modern society interpret this show, we acknowledge that basically Shakespeare gave this power to, to Lady Macbeth. Lady Macbeth is the puppeteer of all these men. You know, she's right there with the witches, you know, putting into work this great series of events, right? Mm-hmm. But women, of course, didn't have power at this time. They were subservient to the men. And yet she is. She totally has dominance over her husband. She doesn't kill the king. Macbeth does. And she makes him. And she 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 has so much power and she she does it without like raising a finger. But that's and just... the part of the Lady Macbeth we always talk about is how she manipulates Macbeth. Rarely but, do but... we talk about the flip side when she goes crazy in the whole out damn spot and she feels the guilt. Right. And I, I think but here's a this show, I think, I'm going to have to delve in this in the bigger episode, but I think she didn't feel guilt about killing the king or killing, in my interpretation, or about what happened with Macbeth. I think it's about Banquo and about trying to kill a child because she could never have a child because um, Macbeth ordered the killing of Banquo and his son. Her son. Her son, sorry. You know, mm-hmm. and to kill a child, I think that's what really got Lady Macbeth. In this production is how it felt. And I was just like, I could watch her perform for it. Anyway, we full episode, get, full episode. Yeah, we could get into all the different stuff where we're actually discussing the work of Shakespeare. The last thing I want to say really quick on that whole subject matter and the way that it was interpreted in this one is it's the Scottish play, right? Scots are more close to the Vikings and the way that women were treated in Vikings was very different than the way that the English treated their women. And so with the fact that Shakespeare let women have power in the Scottish play, um, I think harkens to this idea that people of the time, like feminists existed back then. And that's all I want to say about that for now. Tickets for this show playing at the Longacre Theater are on sale through July 10th, 2022. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune in to our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And I'm Hope Bird. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at StageWhisperPod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Booga Blue by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you'll find all the information about our backstage pass. 
Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.